So uh, this is our short film panel. We have it every year, um, and it is an opportunity for you guys to ask some questions about short films uh, and to hear more about short films and, in general, to appreciate short films because they are fantastic. And um, because I can see a lot, we have a lot of short filmmakers here and people who like short film and are involved in short film. And I'm going to stop saying the word short film now. <laughs> um, it's, it's like two, a two words. It's two words. Okay, so the two words. Um, so I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves and we will open it up for questions pretty soon. So please feel free to have any questions ready to go. Uh, we're kind of just going to go with the flow, hear what you have to say, hear what the guys here have to say, uh, and we'll take it for about an hour and then after that, I don't know if the guys will stick around for some more questions, but I know I will. So, let's start at the very end. Hi, I'm uh, Bershi. I'm a cinematographer. <coughs> and the two films I had in this year were Halo and Boy. Yeah, I'm Rena Kigreer. I'm a writer, director. Uh, I also work as a development producer for Samsung Films. And the film that I have is a Screen Ireland short tomorrow called Break Us. Hi, uh, my name is Michael Smiley. I'm an actor. And I've written, directed, and produced a short that's in, uh, that was on today, actually, so you missed it, yeah. um, <laughs> called Le Petit Mort. Um, and I'm in the process of uh, writing a film script for a feature. So that's what I'm up to at the moment. So the reason I've asked these guys here is because they all have a very different perspective on short film and why they work in short film. I'm saying it again, why they work in film. Uh, back to Rishi. So he has work in advertising and commercials and short film and everything. So you're kind of coming from that perspective. Renix worked in development, as she mentioned, so she's worked within features as well as her first short was a proof of concept. Yeah. Would I be right saying that? That's correct. And then Michael's totally new into the world of short films, as far as I know, yeah. but has such vast experience within acting. I'm sorry, I feel like my back is to you guys. Um, and then I am the short film programmer for the FLA. I also work for maybe eight other festivals, so I watch probably or two or 3,000 short films uh, a year, and if not more. So I see a lot of the same mistakes and the same issues uh, coming up again and again, year and year. So that's why we set up this panel, was to be able to give that information back to you guys. Mm -hmm. So we will start, uh, and at any point, throw your hands up. Any questions will come to you. So I'm going to ask each of you, why short film? Go for it. Yeah. So why why did you Ladies why did first, you pick, yeah, yeah. Why, why did you pick your proof of concept as a short and not as a promo video or as a sketch or what was the um I mean yeah it was a Screen Ireland short that we wanted to make a bit self-contained two years ago it was it was a young adult action sci-fi called Neon and you know it was it was fine I think we we, we made a it was five minutes long and we just knew we wanted to a sense of a bigger world that we could go off and do a, a feature film with and you know not having anything to sort of not having anything to kind of show your chops at this was something you could demonstrate that you were able to create a much bigger world than you were capable of doing so it did get a bit of traction and we were able to get some finance for for uh, for feature film finance for the scripts and that's sort of in its third draft stage right now as well and then Break Us was an, is your new short, and was that a clear short from the start as well, or is that another proof concept, or...? Um, actually, yeah, it, it, that idea it had definitely been around in my brain as a feature film before, and it's a, it's a film about a Bonnie and Clyde love story, and I always wanted to tell a, a 
relationship drama in Ireland with an Irish millennial, Bonnie and Clyde, um, and just make it really miserable and brief because you don't have the expense of the Wild West to go, you know, in Dodge Challengers. The most crummy looking post offices in the most, you know, rural, no towns in across Ireland, and it has to rain. And we got a rain machine specifically because it has to rain. But uh, yeah, it was, it was always there. The sense of the world and the sense of those characters were always there as a feature. But you know, I think when when the short film scheme for Screen Ireland came up again, it just was one of those ideas that I kind of took off the shelf and thought, actually, there's a really great moment where the whole short, uh, the whole story changes in my head about what it is and what it's about for that couple. So being able to dial it down to those, uh, it's now nine minute short instead of five minutes, but um, uh, to be able to boil it down to that moment was what the short came out of. So yeah. it could be a proof of concept, but I think it exists quite Stand nicely low, as yeah. on its own as a, as a short. And in comparison, just to pull in, Michael, on your side of, so Screen Ireland is quite a, you get quite a hefty budget, still not like amazing, but it's still a strong budget to work on. Your film was shot for, on an iPhone and shot for a lot less and it had, what was it, what did you say, five people on the, the yeah, crew? Yeah, the make, well, on the crew, there was um, two. There was me and the DOP, and that was it. We didn't have any sound. Um, the, what I wanted to make was um, a whole universe in the shortest time possible. Yeah. So I wanted to tell a short story, because I was always, a, I was one of those kids that was, you know, I think I'd be on fucking medication now if I was <laughs> born around these times. So I was very short attention span, and I, you know, any novels I read were always about 200 pages. I really loved that sort of, um, short story concept, I really loved that, and Bernard McCafferty and people like that. Yeah. So I wanted to make a story like that, um, and I wanted to, so then boil it down to the least moving parts. So if it didn't have any, if it didn't have any dialogue, then we could put music on. Yeah. So then I decided I wanted to make a short silent movie, like they used to do in the old days. Yeah. And um, so I didn't have, need a sound guy, and what I wanted to do was be able to shoot a film and people wouldn't think you were making a film. So I didn't have to have, use any high-vis jackets. I didn't have to tape off a street. I didn't have to go to a, um, a council and ask for permission. Just go out and shoot it. And there's so many people have got these things nowadays mm -hmm. that you can be going around doing that and just think, oh, he's just a fucking... He's <laughs> a tourist who's really up his own arse, you know what I mean? So <laughs> look at them too in their concept of holiday. And so I'd done... I've done it in that way, and I've got a, um, a friend who's a really good DOP. He directed the, it's a DOP on the last Shane Meadows thing, The Virtues, mm -hmm. Diagon Nick Gillespie, and I work with a, a director called uh, Ben Wheatley a lot, and he's very, and his producer, Andy Stark, is very cut everything down, very punk, very like, buy a guitar, learn three chords, form a band, yeah. you know, find a room, get some decks, start a club, you know, mm -hmm. and, I'm from that era. I like yeah. that, you know. I got, a, I bought a bike, and I became a messenger for ten years. You know, that's what I did. Yeah. You know, it's a, that idea of going and studying somewhere and being t told what to do by people who are actually failures in the, in the subject that you're in, yeah. really fucking drives me insane. You know, what <laughs> I mean? you know. Um, so, I wanted to make this. I wanted to make something that was completely accessible. So anybody who wanted to make a film, and they'll go, "I liked your film. How did you do it?" And I go, "Well, I got an iPhone." And I went out with a mate and we shot it. And then we downloaded it onto a laptop. And then we edited it. 
and then we put some music to it, and that was the film. So there's no excuses, you know. People go, oh, I really just need to get the right, you have to get the right, the right equipment, and you know, no, you fucking don't. You got the idea, just go and do the thing and stop whinging. You know what I mean? You got a phone in your pocket and you got a laptop at home. You've got some friends, hopefully. And if, you, if you don't have any friends, change your underpants more often and save some money and buy some to make this film. I, I'd, I'd have to, I think, just touching on that, one of the points you said there is go out and make it. And I think that's like number one, people who are making short films, they have a story built up in them, a director, a writer. They want to make the story. They want to tell the story. You can wait your entire life for the perfect conditions. Yeah. Films aren't made in perfect conditions. Yeah. You just mm -hmm. have to deal with problem solving from start to finish and you get this result. And sometimes you're happy with it and sometimes you're annoyed with it. But the thing is that you've actually gone out and you've done it. And the next time that you do it, you know the process of where you went wrong and where you went right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, you know, it's making films is a fun process. I don't think anybody in this room who is wanting to be a filmmaker is getting into it saying, God, I, you know, I'm just going to have to do this crunch out the next 30 years making films, you know? It's like, it's a, it's a great thing. It's like, it's an enjoyable experience. It's a storytelling experience. Yeah. And like you said, you know, you, you don't necessarily need the best camera, the best thing. And this is coming from somebody who likes to shoot on the best camera thing. The, the thing is that, in essence, the film is the story. It's always the story. It doesn't matter about how it's shot or why it's shot. If the story is good, it's a good story. Yeah. No amount of nice lenses, nice cameras are going to make the story better. Yeah. It can elevate a good story, but it can't make a bad story good. And that's a big thing I see from programming is you can tell when a film has heart and when it's just done for whatever reason. It's, you can tell when there's love and passion gone into it or I'm just doing this because I'm going to do it. So, um, but on that, is that why how you got in to shoot? Like, is that the beginning of your career was just getting out, getting stuff done, or? Literally, I've uh, used my confirmation money to buy a 7D and three lenses, and I just started saying yes at the okay. beginning. Um, you know, I think one of the things that you really struggle with uh, when you're starting out is actually building a crew, making friends, finding the people who are good to work with people. You know, somebody might be really talented, but you might not actually get on with yeah. them. And that's a really important thing as well, that you actually, on a personal note, get on with this person, because if you're going to do a feature film with them, you're going to want to get on with them yeah. for the months that you're making it. Um, and the thing is, that can sour a, you know, a set, and it can sour actors, it can sour crews, if there's a bad relationship from the top down. Um, and I think going out and, you know, there's obviously one thing... I would always say is value yourself as a filmmaker. Um, you know, there is, there is a point where sometimes when you're starting out that you do have to say yes to jobs that you might not think are the best things. But the thing is that on that job, you might meet somebody mm. who's the common train of thought as you, somebody who's got access to maybe a camera that you want to use or, you know, it's all about building relationships and going out and meeting people and working with them is the, is the best trial ground to see whether or not you get on with them, whether or not they're a good filmmaker, whether or not they've got something that you think like, yes, we need to work with them because everybody knows in this industry, everybody will put on a front. Yeah. It's what mm -hmm. we do. That's fake it till you make it kind of <laughs> idea. And the place that you see it where it comes down to the hard tax is working on set and the end product. So going out and making films, and, and I just, I love, I, like, I feel at home when I'm on a set. Like I love being there. I love. The, the fun you can have with people. Everybody, like you should have a fun, like it should be an enjoyable workplace. Um, you know, obviously 
you need to work hard. That's yeah. like, there's no doubt about it. If you're shooting a short film or you're shooting, you want to get into commercials or drama, you have to get used to long days, hard work, but there's no reason why you can't do it with a smile on your face. Yeah. Um, and I think that you want to be the person who's gone out, who's shot things, who can see the pitfalls before they even happen. And the only way that you learn those things is by going out and getting experience and shooting these things. And short films are an incredible platform for that because when you're into the feature film territory, there's lots of funding, there's lots of pressure, there's networks, there's everything. You don't want to be going into that not confident yeah. about what you're going forward in. And I'm not saying that there is no pressure on a short film set, but the likes of having a 10 grand funding scheme versus you know, a studio network that's put you know, 20 yeah. million into it there is a slight difference there. Um, and, you you know, there is room for error when you're shooting shorts. That's the place to go and make your mistakes, to try things out. Exactly, the to medium to express yourself as 100%. well. 100%. Seeing what kind of different things work for you. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's no one way to do it. That's the thing. Yeah. Also the thing with shorts, from an actor's point of view, is that you can put as much effort into making a short as an actor as you do in the feature. Mm -hmm. yeah. So sometimes you could be working in, within a short film and somebody's got you in to be in the short film, so they say they've got you in to make a short film. And you're just, you're working your nuts off for somebody who's only wanting to shoot the shit out of everything, you know? And mm -hmm. sometimes it's, I, I like to work with directors who, and, and filmmakers who know the shots that they want. Yeah. I know, rather than just hosing everything yeah. down like a deep sea trawler and just bringing everything in and then just sitting in the edit for two and a half years doing it, you just go, <laughs> that's, you know, I've just spent 40, it's only, we only need you for two days, I swear to God, we only need you for two days. What they said was, what we only need you for is 48 solid hours, which is probably a feature film's length of time that an actor's going to have. But I think the great thing about short films, as you were saying, is that building of relationships and mm -hmm. making mistakes and encountering stuff like for me for making this f uh, little short that I made it came from the mistakes and from waiting on other people and actually got to the point where it was like well why don't you just go and yeah. make it yeah. why don't you produce yeah. it yeah. what's the least so I talked to um, a producer friend we've done a film together called Jawbone and I, I said uh, um, Mike what's the least amount of people I can have to make a film short film and he said 14 I go 14 jeez <laughs> how am I going to convince 14 people because then I've got, to, I've got to go to production company and get other people to come in and give me money or I've got to go into my own overdraft to get the money you know and then I spoke to somebody else and of course everything slowly but surely drips down into if that's all I've got and you're the two that's willing to do it let's go and do this and then, you, then that's when the love affair starts. Because yeah. then yeah. you start again. Like I had so, I think, if you say yes to the universe, if you say, fucking help me, the universe will come and help you. Yeah. Somewhere down the line, for many people to say no to you, somebody's going to say yes. And then that starts a whole series of yeses. Yeah. And before you know, you're up and running. And that's the excitement. Yeah. Before you know, you're going, we're doing this. This is fucking brilliant. <laughs> oh my God, it's amazing. This is keeping me awake at night time. All of a sudden, I went from being a 56-year-old man to a 15-year-old kid going, this is brilliant. I'm not sleeping tonight. <laughs> and that's the joy that you're talking about from your confirmation onwards to mm -hmm. today is that, that creating stuff and, and telling the story. The story has to be good. It has to be a worthwhile story. 
and try not to disappear up your own arse mm-hmm. halfway through it and go, maybe it's a mini featurette. Because yes. yeah. <laughs> I, I said it was six minutes, but maybe 16 is good for it, or maybe 26. Yeah. No, yeah. you know, no one, of, yeah. one of the best things that somebody told me as a stand-up was, if things are going badly, get off. If things are going well, get off. <laughs> so get off stage as quickly as possible. Tell the story and get off stage yeah. is my own personal belief. Once I see a good idea, start being... You know, when people don't really know when to, yeah. like, like the Irish mommy, you can't put the phone down. Yeah, bye, <laughs> trio, love you, trio, bye, down, nearly. Is it the end now? No, it's a bit more to go. You know, it's that that actually kills the whole process. Mm-hmm. You know, get your story, tell it the best of your ability in the shortest period of time because it's a short film. Yeah. It's yeah, not a yeah. film, it's a short, the clues in the title, it's a short <laughs> film. Make it short, make it within that. You know, if you're going to paint a picture, try building the frame first and then do a picture in between it. In, in development, is that something you come across a lot? Is features that should be shorts or shorts that should be features? Or oh god, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, and I think, like, even just thinking in terms of development, if we're looking for talent based on short films that uh, have already been made, or like you know, coming here and seeing really great shorts, uh, like this morning, I think you're always looking for um, a new idea or a new approach to. Um, you want to be able to tell that the person behind it had a confidence in the decisions that they made. Yeah. Um, and even if they failed, or, or not even if they failed, but even if they didn't quite land it, I think you want to be able to see the trace of them taking a risk with something. And in order to do that, it's about, uh, you just have to keep doing it until you know your gut better than anyone yeah. else to know that that's the reason you have to do this instead of taking a note or uh, for the sake of taking a note or playing it safe. Yeah. Um, and those are the shorts that always stand out to us anyway, is the ones that you can tell there's uh, real love gone into it. There's somebody really knows and loves cinema and it's in their DNA and they might not have landed the desired effect with it, but you can see that there were the bold choices there, yeah. behind it. And the attention to detail as well. Exactly. I mean, the, the one, just one touch on one thing that you said there, shorts are shorts as well. Yeah. That's a really important mm-hmm. thing that you both touched on. Shorts are short films, they're not films. So don't necessarily, you don't have to take a, you know, a 90 minute long story and try and condense it. There was a, at Fastnet this year, there was a, a short film and it, lo- it was a sniper, American sniper film and it looked like it was about to get going and then sniper got shot after 45 yeah, seconds and it was the end. But that was that was short filmmaking in the format in its finest way because it and was... And that's actually one of our, we have a one minute film festival here which so they're all one minute to 90 seconds of shorts and it's a really good like platform for starting off and that was one yeah. of the ones we screened last year. It so was, it's a really, if anyone's around for that, that's yeah. on Sunday, it's a really good space to kind of uh, to experiment and to see people experiment. So. Yeah. And I think that pe- you know, people, when it, it is an experimental ground, you don't have to always say, like, this has to be the Hollywood, my retirement job, or, you know, this is, this is you know, the top of my career. Like, sometimes a simple story done really, really well is better than an absolutely complicated mind... I don't think we can curse, can we? But oh, you know yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, 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 mind fart of a film, whatever. Um, that uh, I was going to say fuck, but uh, <laughs> um, of a film that, like, you know, gets really, really convoluted and tries to do more than it actually should. Sometimes a really simple story, yeah, told effectively, acted well, written well, you know, developed well, um, 
that can stand out way more because it's a short film in a short film format yeah. doing what short films should do. Yeah. But on that, there is something to be said for when you're making your short film knowing what you want to do with it. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Because yeah. if you just want, if you want it for a festival, then that's quite good because you're having the right the right audience to appreciate like a burst of a story but maybe if you if your desired effect is proof of concept then it needs to be a little bit longer or yes. the other side needs to be a little bit shorter so a big thing is when you start to make your short film is to decide why you're making it yeah and and why you like what the end goal is for it really um, yeah. because that's a big problem i get with films you they're submitted and you're paying your 20 bucks to submit it and i'm watching it and i'm doing my reviews and then you're thinking this film was made for the internet and you haven't thought about that and you've just thrown it in here and, it's, and, it, and it doesn't yeah. work. Or this film is bigger than what sh yeah. the space I have to give it is actually, it might be 40 minutes and this needs to be actually 45 minutes and you're cutting it down to make it a short because it's more likely to be able to find space. So that would be one of my big things of advice is in advance yeah. knowing what you want. And it's perfectly okay not to want it to go to festivals and yeah. just, you know, for, for the for the goal for it to be online or for it to be a skit with friends like there's nothing wrong with that and if you wanted to go off and win Oscars then go off and watch Oscar winning films because that's very different than films that are screening in, yeah. in festivals or doing very well there's just very different audiences so I would say and, that's and one having of my a strategy with your film going into it is actually something um, we shot uh, I was involved in shooting Wave which screened mm. here two years ago yeah. and uh, it was the first time where I'd experienced a producer who had a really, really broad um, knowledge of how the festival yeah. scene works and actually how to work a film. And, you know, there's things that, you know, you should talk to people. If you don't know, put your hand up and ask questions. Mm -hmm. People are there to help. Like, nobody thinks that you pick up a camera and you're the next Spielberg. Like, it doesn't happen like that. It takes years and years of asking questions and making mistakes. But with Wave, she had a two-year strategy. And we went all the way top and then we came all the way through and it went to something like 46 festivals or 53 festivals or something like that but knowing that strategy and having like it's some people and i've experienced it where they just make a film like i want to get this into galway which is amazing um, and it, it is a feat i remember coming here the first time and being in the audience saying i want a film on that screen yeah. like and like that you know that happened and it's it's incredible but then that was kind of the end of the cycle of the film and I was like well, why isn't this going other places I want to I want to watch it and as a filmmaker when you have this product why not go out like that's what it is go out and show it to people yeah. this is what we made this is what we do this is what I'm about this is my story um, you know I'd love to work with you do you want to do something together and when you put it on the festival run for the first time because there was so many festivals I actually went travelling around the, yeah. like the world mm -hmm. with this festival meeting other filmmakers talking to them saying hey I liked what you did how about we get together and talk about maybe doing something so like saying the goal is to put it into Galway or the goal is to put it into this festival and then okay I've got to move on to the next festival like you, you actually really might yeah, get more out of your career out of not making the next film and doing the rounds with that film. So having a strategy of what's your goal, or is your goal to try and make things up, or is it just to make a next film, or is it just something you have to get off your chest? So strategy is something that you should think about, even at the lowest end of the short film, all the way up. Yeah. Any questions? I have. Go for it. Um, what was proof of? Concept. Yeah, mm -hmm. could you explain, I'm sure, I haven't heard that, before and I'm sure, I'm sure there's some people here that uh, don't know what that is. 
Yeah, so some people will uh, have a feature story in them and they will make a short film as a, a proof. A reduct version of it. Yeah, or like this is kind of, uh, like Beasts of the Great Southern Wild had a fantastic short maybe five or six years before it. Yeah. And from that, they were able to show it to funders, uh -huh. won a few awards. Like Doug altogether became Tyrannosaur. Possibly, I don't know, but they just it just built it build it's a calling card sometimes, and yeah. you're able to build and show literally what your team can do or your yeah. kind of creative eye. So quite a few people will do that. Sometimes, I think if it can be a bit of a mistake to do that and then to submit it to lots of festivals yeah. because you can see watching it that this isn't a complete story. This is a this is just a little snippet of in, yeah exactly. That was demo. definitely something I Same learned from the feature. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it was. With Neon, it was it was designed as a proof of concept, so I think the story was really, it felt more almost like a music video because it was such a short three to five minute film that we just thought, okay, well, we're going to consciously make a world that we can yeah. give a flavor of, and we packed in, because there's all this, you know, it's set in the future, we all have to give a lot of backstory about what had happened, and yeah. who these people were, and why are they running, and why are they fighting, and, you know, before you know it, it's over, and I think it was... It did, you know, it didn't get the traction it, I, it, we we'd have wanted with the short film because it was so short and because it was clearly a proof of concept. It, yeah. it was for something bigger that it wasn't a standalone piece. So that was definitely something for this film that we we wanted it to be well rounded and yeah. make and standalone. Sense. Yeah. Any other questions? Come on. <laughs> Lock the doors. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, there's an anamorphic lens that you yeah. get. It's um, at the end of the film. I've, yeah, I've I put all the little bits on it for anybody else. There's a um, there's a lens made by a company called Moondog. That um, I think you can get them. You get them online. Um, they're a big department store in uh, New York, in Manhattan. My wife is over there, and I text her, "Go bring me one back with you." Yeah. My brother went back, and it just letterboxes it and gets it um, so it looks right for the screen. Yeah. That's all I used, and I had, I had a gimbal as well, not like a, a steady cam, yeah. but I didn't really need it. And the thing, the problem with them is sometimes you want to turn, say you want to pan like that, and the thing decides it wants to move like this. And yeah. so, <laughs> so what you attend, I used the, um, the the latest iPhone X, and it's already got a little steady cam. They get Hawaii, Haw I don't know how you pronounce that one, but they've got a really good, um, their latest one. Their um, stabilization is really good yeah. inside it, so you could just use your hand nearly, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's an anamorphic lens. Did you do any like post-production on your color or the? Anything? No, actually, we took took some of the color down because it was too brilliant and it was it was too good, you know. It was a wee bit too like oh, this is too perfect, and we just I just I was struck lucky in the park scenes. I had two days to shoot the park scenes because I was going to do a film on the Monday. And Johnny and Tanya, the two actors, Johnny was coming back from the Middle East. So we had Thursday, which had pissed down out of the heavens, and then Friday it was really sunny. So we just shot everything and then used that as a, as a, a, a sign that they, they keep going to this park every day. Um, so I struck lucky. I just found that once I stepped into it and decided I was going to do it, rather than say, I'm not doing it because of this, 
I'm just going to let's do it. Things just started slotting into place. You know, I've got a real sense of, I believe in that stuff. I love that. If you say yes and be positive, things tend to happen, yeah. you know, step into it, you know. Did I answer that question? Very well. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we just ramble, don't we? Yeah. But thank you. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you, man. Any other questions? I see a little hand at the back there. Yeah, that's kind of the ultimate question. It's very, very difficult because there is so many festivals. So I get inundated with people asking for advice. Uh, and it's really different for every film. Um, a lot of it's research and going through each festival and finding the time of the year. And again, what you want from your film. I recommend uh, Film Freeway and Short Film Depot and just to go on through there and see the different festivals and see what their criteria are. Um, and see the vibe and what they can offer because some will have markets or some will have events or you know it depends what you want from your film but it really is it's a massive massive pool uh, within Ireland I always say wait and screen it's blah um, <laughs> for obvious reasons um, but we kind of naturally tend to get a lot of premieres because we have a market around it and we have events and we have there's quite a lot going on and people coming and going and the features side of stuff really helps um, so we're kind of lucky that way but it is, it's an ultimate question. Unfortunately, in Ireland, there, there is very little support in that area. Uh, I wish I could point people towards, go to these people and they'll be able to help you. But I, I say just be wise where, decide what you want from your film and be wise where you pick and then be present and go to the festivals. I really think it's better to pick, you know, I want to I wanna do this one festival and I'm going to go to it and I'm going to apply for some funding off the support that there is out there in Ireland and go and represent your film because you could blanket submit but it kind of goes mm -hmm. there and there's it can live or die and you don't really get to meet anyone and it, it can you know not add so much to your career as well as uh, instead of like just picking one and going for it so that would be more of my advice but it, it it's kind of a huge question to answer and I don't know if anyone in the room would like to have any advice on that? I mean, one, one thing I would say is if you don't, if, you're, if you submit a film into the FLA, you have to remember you're one of thousands of people submitting. If it doesn't screen, don't be like, well, that's it. Yeah, it's dead you know, now, yeah. Dead, dead, let's just move on. Like, there's hundreds of film festivals all over the world that are screaming out for films. Yeah. And the thing is that you should, like, there is a platform for your film out there to screen it. And, you know, like, the thing is, is that the film, especially in short films, I think, uh, especially, the standard is just been flying up in the past couple of years. And if your film doesn't make it, it's not because it's not good enough. It's because it's just up against a huge programme of films, some of which have to, are, are screening because they are funded by IFB and stuff like that. Like, there's only a certain amount of room in the programme. Yeah, I, well, I would say more so that everybody, every festival has a different kind of eye. So yeah, if your film flavor. doesn't get in here, it doesn't mean that it's not good. It just means either it's up against something that was similar and it won out or, like, so many different things go into programming. And I wouldn't say it's as easy as, like, going up against high-funded work because that's not kind of something I would personally take into consideration. Oh, is that just like, one of the aspects? Well, but one, one there, the that aspects. is, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yes, but that's a really good point. If it doesn't get into X festival, that doesn't mean it's not good. It just means it didn't, it didn't for whatever yeah. reason. And it could be 
it could be fantastic, but it's just five minutes too long and there isn't the space mm -hmm. for it. Uh, and it doesn't mean it's bad or it doesn't mean you should give up. It just means it's not right this time to keep yeah. on going. And keep on applying for festivals. Yeah, And do going. the rounds. Like, you mean you've, you've put all the work into making it. You should definitely reap the benefits of going out and enjoying it with other people. And yeah. talk to other filmmakers as well. Like, look at other films that may have you know, premiered in Galway and then went on to do a really good, strong international circuit. Um, if it feels like your film, see what route they took and what festivals they were successful in getting into and, uh, and, and, and reach out to filmmakers because you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you everyone what. Everyone wants to help. Yeah. Everyone wants to help and advise. This one, these were really good. They really liked the short and they, you know, they put us on with a really good program. These are the ones we wanted. These were the ones we didn't get. Um, yeah. like it's, a, it's a really, again, I cannot emphasize this enough, a mindfuck of a, of a, of a process yeah. trying to get your, yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, oh. it, trying to get it into some festivals yeah. and you, were, you, you will go mad trying to research the ones that feel right for your film. Um, but knowing that and knowing that it's necessary evil as well. you have to yeah. do it I think ask around and see yeah. and then the other thing I'd say as well is this you can watch so many short films online and you can see where they went and what their strategy was and if it's similar enough to your own like you can go on to sh uh, short of the week and go on and see comedy and see where and you find something kind of similarly toned to yours and say like okay that's a bit quirky, then I'll send that to South by Southwest because they like quirky or they like a little bit odd or, I'll, you know, it's very British, I'm going to send it to, you know, like you can, you can, you can do your own research without, yeah. you know, spending all this money and you're watching more short film, which will make you a better short filmmaker, yeah. which is a big thing as well. You're not watching enough short films. Most people are going out and making the short film and not realizing it's been made 15 or 20 times before and then get frustrated when it's not being picked places and it's because that film already was on the circuit last year and you weren't paying attention. Mm -hmm. So that is another thing. Any questions? Go for it, Nick. Short screenplays of 
competition. Yeah. And if you win one of those, you can actually get money. Yeah. And you have a really good chance of getting your film produced. And actually, I don't think that's many people enter. And it builds up because Katie, you did that with in orbit, didn't you? You had you won some. Can you tell us maybe a little bit about that, about applying for? Yeah. But like I was saying before, to some festivals it must have been awards because I mean before it was even made. Yeah, so which I is just amazing. I delayed even making it because I wanted because I, it's my first time directing it. Yeah. Um, and like I had scripts made before with Roger the low profile, so I wanted to get good grooves and sound and good music and yeah. some score for my film. I love it, and but I wouldn't have gotten that if I hadn't been on Twitter um, posting the first month since I won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you find the, f the the festivals or the the awards you won? How did you do I, that research? I put together a spreadsheet of all the films that were similar to my film on IMDb and then cross-referenced their festivals and saw what was in the same area. Oh, wow. um, and what was best reviewed and kept an eye on like IFA and CLO and stuff. Yeah. And if anyone who won an award or prize or something that was similar to that festival, so I created World Awards and did that printing competition and the big ones. And then I picked really big ones in Europe first. Yeah. <laughs> I won stuff, but I didn't win any money. Yeah. It's like winning stuff for charity, which is awful. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so like when I found out I was doing casting, I had this little graphic with all my morals on it. Yeah. And like not winning That's, anything. And yes. even when I saw it, I was like, I know everything to do with this film, even yeah. though I haven't even seen it yet, which is amazing, which is really, really intelligent to build it from. Yeah. And you think you're glad you did it that way? Well, I'm so smart, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because you did so much research yeah. that works. Yeah. Very, very smart. Ten points. <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was just wondering for writing screen uh, short films, at what stage do you what stage are you completely happy with what you have? Never. Yeah. <laughs> it was somebody told me the other day the films aren't made, they're abandoned. <laughs> so I thought was it um, you just go that's enough. Yeah, I'm done. I'm out. I was lucky with mine. It was a it's a very short concept, you know, and and I could talk forever about the backstory and how these who these people are and where they came from, what it is. But actually, it was quite, you know, once I whittled it down and took stuff away, I was really into reducing things down and not adding things mm -hmm. to it to make it easier because I wanted to make something easier for me because I hadn't done it before. I wanted to make my process as easy as possible. Um, so you took out all the dialogue in order so you didn't have to worry about sound? Yeah. 
to yeah, just like never. turn it right back. Well, the idea originally came from when I got into making it was I wanted two old actors. I wanted an, a, a man in his 70s and a woman in her 70s, 60, late 60s, early 70s, around that age group to do the film. And in my head, I had Vanessa Redgrave and um, I can't remember his name now, uh, another actor. And the idea of approaching them and going, look, you don't have to learn any lines, and I'm going to make yeah. it look good, and you're using that as a way of cajoling them to do your film, actually became the actual secret of the film. Yeah. So when I got when the other two actors came on board, it just made life a lot easier. So they just they were, mm -hmm. and then it became a silent movie. Yeah. And then I, so then the, the uh, when Una King came on board and done the the, the composing for it. Yeah. Then it just took off, yeah. you know, and again, those are little God moments when I'd seen her, um, she does concerts and she shows old footage, like from the early 1900s of like a San Francisco street scene and she plays along with it and gives it its own dynamic and its own story and its own, through the music. And I mean, that's exactly what I want. Yeah. So that sort of those things off. came into place. So it's about how easy or how complicated you want to make it. It's only a story. Ultimately, it's a story. So if it's, and I think it's a story that I want my stories. For me personally, I want my stories to be as accessible as possible. I want people to see them and go, "Fuck, I get that. I really like that. I love the twist. I love that play on. I like that. I don't like it too dense." You know. Yeah, I think even on that point as well. Um, I think we went through about eight drafts of Break Us before. The last draft was the night before the shoot. Um, you know, we've been rehearsing it with uh, the two amazing actors, Gavin Dre, Danielle Galligan, uh, for a couple of weeks, like on and off. And we talked about those characters so much. Um, the big thing for me was um, doing a read through early on in the process because that made me hear what these characters sound, sounded yeah. like. But it also, it was a really big uh, step I took as a director from doing something that was a lot more action based and visual to wanting to give two actors uh, a space to come up with who this couple who this couple were um is, it's a it's a bank robbery but there's a story you know, there's a power shift happening there's a story within the bank robbery that you did i didn't want to over labor in a script by signaling too much by uh you know like the the note would always that, that i would always give you want to be able to show this stuff and you know i think i wanted to be able to suspend that a little bit so that you, I could throw something at the actors to be able to bring that to the table as opposed to over-laboring it with a story plot yeah. point and making it very clear from and controlling from my point of view of being able to tell that story. There was um, there was a point where I did, I, I, you know, I wanted to step back from the script and allow everyone that we had brought together to add something to the table and I think that was a really part of, big part of it as well, was yeah. just trusting your actors to also bring a lot to the table as well. And just because on that, when, when you're watching a lot of films, you kind of find, I, well, I do anyway, can I speak for myself? After a while, you're screaming like, I get the fucking point. Like, <laughs> you know, you're just, again, they're just showing you the same thing. They're walking in with the cat and then they're feeding the cat. And then like, I love you cat. And you're like, the cat's going to die. Like, you know, and you know, you know that very early She's on. And it's, I know, <laughs> all of the shortcuts. No, uh, so you kind of, you kind of get that too much. And you're, you just, 
you just get told information again and again and again and you're just like okay I get it she's a woman she's a woman she's a strong woman I get it like I get it so you're getting that stuff again and again and you can tell that that's like either it's overwritten or underwritten or yeah. like development kind of definitely script editors is a thing in short that unfortunately there isn't the money for so it gets tossed aside and then you're left with a film and I always say make films for smart audiences so it doesn't, I'm not saying it needs to be complicated, but it needs to be interesting when you're watching it that you're not like, oh, this, the cat's going to die. Like, it's not so you're watching it and it's boring. Uh, and you have an audience who are engaged and enjoying it because it's interesting. I think you have to enjoy it. Sorry, I think you have to enjoy it as well. Yeah. I think the, like, there's no point uh, making a short that you can't sit down and Watch. enjoy it. I think you, you need to listen to your there's always a very logical, rational way that you're going to be able to write the script and everyone will tell you very logical approaches to addressing notes and I think if it doesn't mix with your instinct and intuition yeah. as someone who likes to go watch movies and, and understands the rhythms of when they're sitting in an audience, what they're looking for and what, what moments they want to, to feel exhilarated by, what they want to be moved by, and you have to listen to that a lot more than you have to listen to logic. And logic show, show it to people. To show it to your mates. Show <laughs> yeah. it to other people. See what they think about it. You know, that's a great way to get feedback because by the time you've looked at it for like the 800th time, you're just like, I don't even know what's going on here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What is this about? Like, you're mad. I just, you can't look at it objectively. Sometimes going away and taking like two weeks not editing it yeah. is great because then you come back and you're like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, like show it to people and be like say you know be honest I want an honest opinion here because at the end of the day you know you, there, there are people who make films mm -hmm. for themselves but you know it's, it's, it's something that should be enjoyed by audience members and by showing it to people they're the people they're your audience so yeah. get and you kind of owe them. it to your cast and crew as well if, because most yeah. of the time it is your beg, borrow and stealing and you kind of owe it to them to, to give it their next life yeah, yeah. yeah you're asking yeah. a lot of people and apart from your idea you're, you're having to go and ask mm -hmm. people to take part in your dream and sometimes as an actor who's been asked I've done loads and loads and loads of short films and sometimes it's the, the worst part is when they're saying to you well you could bring that thing and you go well, why don't you write that thing <laughs> instead of expecting me to bring that fucking thing that you know where it's it's like throwing a dinner party and expecting me to bring the dinner you know yeah. it's you, you've write it to the point where you want you're desperate for, every, yeah. for everybody to enjoy it and everybody's desperate to do it mm -hmm. but if you're expecting the actor to come and bring yeah. and do that yeah, thing yeah, you yeah, do yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean exactly you know yeah. tell us that you're a comedian tell us a joke go fuck yourself I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a toilet having a piss you know what I mean I won't ask again I'm sorry no. <laughs> what you were doing timing. why were you in the toilet in the first place no, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. sorry there was a lady there yeah, question Mine was complete. Mine, for this, the casting for this was just a complete, um, a beautiful accident, really. That um, the the woman was also was rather trained actor, but also worked in my this this uh, patisserie I go to in London all the time. It's my office now. I went and she was working there, and I told, and she knew what was going through with the film, and I said I couldn't get, I can't get these old actors to fucking to buy into it, and. She's not old, but she's not young either, you know, but like myself. And, 
you know, that she just sort of went, well, if you haven't got anybody, and yes. I went, you put yourself up for it, and she went, maybe, and I went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah do it. Yeah, she's amazing in the film. And then yeah. I went, well, you've got to get the, you've got to get the bloke, because there's intimacy in this, yeah. Yeah. so that you're feeling comfortable. Right. So it's, you know, and so that it's a collaborative thing, rather than going, yeah. <laughs> you know, Eve, you this go. is Michael, and, and you, could you take yeah. your clothes off and just yeah. go over there, we're just going to film that. It's, it's having an empathy and getting the people, you want that chemistry. Absolutely. You know, and you know, putting yourself out there, I'm sure yeah. as well. Like, I mean, nobody can cast you if they don't know who you are. That's yeah. the that's the difficulty of it because I, you know, like I, I, I can't, I can't even like it, it's so difficult to be uh, an actor and to to get yourself known out there and to just be on someone's radar because you know I think I was work in development and a lot of my friends are actors, so I already had a short list of people that I knew I really wanted to work with. <laughs> Um, and it wasn't even a, a search, you know. I just knew off the top of my head, like well, this this person. I'd, I'd love to see what they could do, and um, you know, I think it's it, it it's about just be, you know, trying to do as much as possible to just be there and to meet people. Because I think even with actors, I don't even you can be fantastic, but if we if we can't click or we can't go for a coffee and we're not we're not relating in that similar way, then. You know, I know there's no point. I think I, you want to be able to um, to to click with someone to the point where, like, I know there's something we're going to work on at some point, even if it's not this. Something will happen later on down the line, and I think it's just about kind of being present. Like, yeah. even yeah. already the fact that you're here, yeah. and then you yeah. said yeah. this room of filmmakers that you're an actor. <laughs> no, but it's, very, it's, it's very true. You will have someone come up to you after and say, like, you know. I was gonna, you know, we'll say come and work with me, or here's my card, or but it's being present, and that's the thing. Like that is one of the big things I love about short film is giving you this opportunity, yeah. and hopefully other people in the room are gonna mingle next. And I think that's a big ethos of the flies, giving people this opportunity and this space. Mm -hmm. So everyone, come find her if you're looking for <laughs> uh, a nice actress. Yeah. But and and just putting yourself out there, and that's why we do masterclasses, and that's why we have the mm -hmm. Rowan Club. So later on, you can find people with their purple badges and say. Mm -hmm. I see you're a short filmmaker, I am an actress, have your business cards ready, and to go, and that's, you know, you can tape yourself out online as much as you want and have your show reels and have these things, but it, it is about being present, yeah. so and you're also, ready. Like you get also, 10 points also for being here, so yeah. you're but doing also, well. You know, the great thing about festivals is that, you know, like yeah. we go to a festival to see a band, we go to festivals to watch films, we go to, but yeah. we go to festivals to interact. Yeah, we're yeah. in a world now where you don't have to interact. People yeah. are walking down the street doing this, yeah. People are not, don't have that, you know, what I, like I, I'm from this island, but I don't live on this island anymore, you know, mm -hmm. and I live in London, and I've, I've been here recently for, I've been here for 11 weeks doing a, a project in Dublin, right, and what I get from being in Ireland is that we still communicate in an analogue way with each other, people <laughs> still make eye contact, go, hiya, yeah, people talk, people go for a pint, people talk, that's just fucking amazing. I live in London and no, I've lived in for 26 years. So I make on cack with people. I can't have people go, all right, and I think, what does he want to say? <laughs> Whereas I come from the north. If I say hello to you and you don't say hello back, I go, what the fuck's your problem? <laughs> so, you know, so I've come up against a lot of, a lot of weird scenarios in living in London. But the, the point of the matter is, even on a, on a humanitarian level, mm -hmm. we want to connect. Mm -hmm. So if you want to connect the connect with other people to move your talent along starts with how you how you doing yeah. it starts with that yeah. it's not standing in the corner going I'm not making eye contact mm -hmm. and that's just that you know we already 
care enough about each other, you know, to, to say hello. And I think that's a really good base level to work yeah. from. And this island's got it. It still hasn't lost it, yeah. you know. And I've been away for years. When I keep, every time I come back, it's like I'm coming back to this really old story <laughs> that means nothing to use a lot. You're going like, oh, yeah, the north. All right, very good. And, you know, whereas yeah. there's so much more going on, you know, that the equality thing was just a mind fuck for me in, in London watching what I seen was parochial, you know, God fearing Ireland turning into this fucking inclusive beautiful land it was just amazing and to come from the north going so when are you going to fucking do something about it and for that starting up there and it, that filters down into you know into people interacting with each other to, to then decide you've got the technology to go come together and make stuff you know for you to sit there and say what you said is part of that process Definitely. so don't be worried it'll be all right keep going you know any other questions Yeah, we tend to make, uh, I'm not a filmmaker, but we as Irish people tend to make very dark films. Uh, Suicide, I, drug abuse, alcoholism, oh yeah. poverty, homelessness. Yeah. I, used and to have a drink, I used to have a drinking game in college. Yeah. that like we do make yeah. because I watch so many Irish films there is like you do get mm -hmm. depression hard because it is and it is a lot of the same issues be, but I also think like if that is the story people have in them then they need and it's back to needing yeah. to get it out uh, mm -hmm. I would say if you're like Planning comedies are fantastic mm -hmm. but they're also very hard to do mm -hmm. you know for your first film it might be easier to do something that's a bit more close to home which unfortunately maybe is dark that is a problem, like programming wise, it's a tough balance because you want to leave people being happy and thinking your films are enjoyable, but you also want to screen what you think is the strongest talent out there. So it yeah. is, it's a very, very hard mix, uh, which I think everybody and there's other festivals here would agree, it's very difficult. Um, when, when, we, when we did Wave, funnily enough, ben Cle like Ben Cleary who directed that, and he's a great director, um, and very fortunate to work with somebody that was as, as experienced and had watched as many films. And that was just one thing when he was writing Wave, he wrote Wave with the intention for it to be yeah. a film festival film. Yeah. And he said, I want people to leave the theatres cheering, being like, yeah, because that didn't happen a lot of the time. And it was like, oh, remember that? Re like, you wanted to be the last film in the programme. So after what does happen quite often, a bunch of films that are quite like they're good for it doesn't take away from the fact that they're good films Definitely but sometimes not. when you're watching you know a, a 60 minute program and there's been seven seven programs of depression yeah. and you're like you, and you come out to the sunshine you're like ah, a bit of breath fresh air there for a second that's sometimes nice. going against sometimes going against that grain like that's what actually makes your film pop from everybody yeah. else's <laughs> you know like that's the thing that says yeah 
Yeah, no, like, I would, I would agree, but there's also, and I'm not going to get into a fight, but there's also <laughs> something to be said for screening. I can only screen what is given. So when there is that 60 minutes of darkness, I do appreciate that it's very dark and you can leave feeling a bit sadder and you're looking for that breath of fresh air. But arguably as well, you can only screen the best of, of, of what course. you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, it's not from a programming no. point of view. It's just yeah, no. But yeah. I'm just saying from from my point of view mm. is that. But comedies, there's still comedies being made, but it's very very difficult to do, and mm. they're the hardest to oh, watch. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. Do you know like a bad a bad funny film? And also the other thing is my humor is really really dark. So when I'm watching <laughs> films. And then Those I see 70 minutes of comedy for you. Yeah, then. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but That's I, why you were laughing your ass off. But so it's very difficult then to, to mm -hmm. find that common ground of too cheesy. Yeah. And sometimes it's safer to go a little bit more darker than... But, so yes, I would say to continue making uh, comedies, but also if you're going to do it, there is chances it's not going to be as successful yeah. as... But it doesn't have to be just it, comedy. It doesn't have to be comedy to make you feel happy afterwards either. Try Prozac. You know, you'll find anything fucking funny. But then, but the thing war is, of the War on some pills is fucking hilarious. <laughs> the thing is, but within, I find with Irish audiences anyway, they're looking for a reason to laugh. So even yeah. if it's not funny, you have to be okay with people laughing at it. Like, yeah. I don't know if anyone saw Aftermath today, mm. but there was one point in it which I, I never thought, thought was funny. And I was like, and it's a very heavy film, but then people were looking for a reason to laugh. And then you have to be very conscious of, uh, for the filmmakers, that yeah. that's not the intention as well. So to be able to balance it, so it is, it is quite difficult that it will default to comedy or default to dark yeah. quite easily. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it, it depends if you're, you know, what do you want to do as a filmmaker? Do you want to exhilarate your audience? Do you want to traumatize your audience? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to make them feel happy? Do you want them to feel, do, what? Like, and, and it's a really big question as a filmmaker, what do you want your audience to feel when they leave the cinema yeah. at the end of your movie? And if you want to feel, you want them to feel traumatized by the grief that they felt in it, uh, then, you know, and, and then, you know, you might, then you might be able to do that. that yeah. That's, uh, you know, it's a taste thing as well. Like, not everyone is going to want to be traumatized and not everyone <laughs> is going to want to be exhilarated either. Some yeah. pe people want to. And yeah. it's, you know, I think we, we have a, we do like, and I think sometimes we do imitate movies that have done quite well because we're because they've done quite well because they've tra traumatized people yeah. by grief and yeah. we tend to reverberate around the same theme and I, I, I do appreciate films that can stand back from a composite of an identity that we all tend to gravitate towards yeah. and themes that we all tend to gravitate towards year after year after year and give us something new because that that means you're you're trying something different now and that always that, that always stands out for me but I mean, but that's a great thing yeah. again about short films being able just to go for it and exactly. go outside yeah. your comfort zone as well. Yeah. Like that's the place to experiment and try these different it, things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like if you've seen, there was a great, uh, there was a DP I worked with when I was starting out, and we walked in, we were shooting a commercial for Jameson, and the guys in Jameson, uh, you know, like they last time they were here, they had these lights coming in through the windows over here, and it looked great. He said, Did that do they did that? And he was like, Yeah, and he's like, Right, we're not doing any of that then. Because yeah. he wanted to do something that hadn't been done. Yeah. He wanted to do something different. Just because something else worked. You know, you know if you're going to steal, steal from the best. That's what they, you know, that would be one thing I always say. But don't copy it because it's done. Somebody, yeah. Like, you know, there is kind of a weird um, 
kind of situation if it's a compliment when somebody says oh that film reminds me of that yeah and then you're kind of like oh well i never thought of that yeah. but you know mm -hmm. is it is it that film have you just taken that that theme or it's kind of a you know i don't know i suppose i'm just kind of going off on a tangent here <laughs> <laughs> it's, a good it's a good tangent we have yeah. to finish it up we'll just take one or two last questions if you want to go for it That was a decision made by that man in that beautiful shirt yeah. right it's over there. It's a shirt anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Could you talk a little bit about your relationship and creating that and then also um, how many single takes? And is that the longest single take you've ever done? Uh, no, actually, funnily enough, the longest single take I've actually done is with the same producer over there, Mihal. Um, we. Uh, I've been I've been brought in twice by him, and we've both done huge single takes. Um, that one was actually, funnily enough, less complicated than the other one, um, which involved zombies in a forest for uh, fifteen minutes. It was like a what was it about fifteen minutes, wasn't it? It was that was tough because you've got an entire crew that you've got to hide in a forest that are following you around, um, and we did look three sixty. It was it was that was good fun, but Halo. Halo um, MD came over to me. You'd seen Wave, was it, or oh, you'd seen, seen Vegetable, which was a one-take film. Um, actually, the the concept of uh, it's it's kind of a funny thing because when somebody comes to you with a short film, in my head, uh, and having had the chance to work on bigger film sets and stuff like that, somebody says we're going to do a one-take in a car, and I'm like, right, well, this is actually how I would do it if I had loads of cash. Yeah. But then there's the kind of like, and we've got like 20 euro, and then you're like, okay. But actually, in, in, in actually fair play to MD, he, he put his, you know, his heart in his sleeve, we, and he said, I want to do this one take, and I want the camera to be able to move around the car, and I'm getting a car, and we're removing the seats, and we're going to put the camera in it, and I want to move it around. And it was cool because it wasn't necessarily a technical thing um, as to how the camera was going to move around. It was a creative talk. And I think sometimes people can get bogged down about technical, like tell, we need to shoot it on this lens, we need to shoot it on that. Like actually first out, figure out the creative, the look, the, the creative, talk creatively. And then once you've figured out that end, then start thinking about the technical side of it. Don't get bogged down on how are we going to do it. Just get bogged in on the this is what we want to do let's figure it out afterwards and um, so then he said he wanted the camera to move and uh, originally we had put a slider that kind of went down where the passenger seat would all the way to the back and um, then through talking to friends of mine and stuff like that and telling them one of my buddies said I actually have this tiny little mini slider and um, that could be kind of cool because I had this idea of putting another slider on another slider so we could have all axes of movement. I just didn't know how I was going to fit this other slider in there. And he just had the right fit. And I was just going out and talking to people and kind of saying, like, have you got any ideas? Like, like you know, even the most experienced people in filmmaking will still turn around to somebody and say, like, I've got this thing kind of going on. Like, have you got any? Yeah, like, any yeah. How the hell am I going to do this? Um, and he gave me this kit and I tried it out and we tested it and then we, we trialed it out and It was, 
was born out of more than the, the ones I think were more the creative thing more than that necessity, but it, it did help things because I didn't have an editor on it, you know, and we did a lot of post-production <laughs> to try to get the sound design right, but once we started rolling, then we weren't cutting until we finished the middle. Yeah. And I was back in the theater, so I knew how to like, hold tension in terms of like a long and it's a huge part of the identity of the film now as well. Like it's, that is, yeah, it's yeah. a real, it's a big fucking gimmick, but it's... <laughs> no, no, but it works but so beautifully. The, yeah. the fact that it doesn't break is yeah. what builds the tension, yeah, yeah. and that's the whole entire... Sometimes... Yeah. And that shot, sometimes that shot in between, that holding, 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 when she's coming into the garage, like, you're kind of thinking, what? Uh, you know, you're, the tension's building, the tension's mm. building, so you don't have to cut away. And uh, Like, there was a really brave choice, obviously. Um, to, to come and say I want to do this in one and then to take on the feat yourself and act in it as well was like writer, director, actor extraordinaire kind of <laughs> 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 don't trust anyone else we're going to have to leave it there because I'm going to give it out too I'm just going to give a big applause here for our beautiful panel <laughs>